Uh, hey everybody, welcome back to the Short Free Games Talk podcast. Episode 8. Episode 8. I'm your host, Chrissy. I'm your co-host, Clyde. And this is a podcast where we talk about short free games. We do that. We do that. Periodically. Why, why do we do that? Uh, I don't know. You wanted a podcast where people talked about it, and so I said, let's do it. Are there... I really enjoyed talking to you over coffee today. Mm. That's the, that's the benefit of getting to do this. Is that before we do this, we have no idea what what our opinions of the yeah. games that we play are. Yeah, we think we might have an opinion, but then we start talking about them like a day or two after playing them and and feeding off of each other as far as like what the other one says. Yeah, if we talked, if we started talking about it now, we were we would just be trying to figure it out. So the best part is getting to go to coffee to figure out so that we can talk about mm-hmm. it now. So yeah, th- you, you you all are benefiting from from the uh, the foundations that we formed earlier. Really, we just like to go to coffee. So this week we are going to be talking about games from Everything's Taken, two thousand and three RPG Maker Game Jam. Yep. Do you want to talk about it? the game jam? Uh, we've discussed the game jam a little bit because we had that episode about I have five hats contributions. Correct. Um, it they they are still making progress in bundling all of those games together into one RPG maker world. Uh, we, Chrissy and I will be contributing um, some dialogue from people that are walking around a museum that's inside the game uh, who have opinions about the individual pieces. Mm. Um, and so we're playing a bunch of them, or all of them. Yeah, but, right now we're going through the collection of I Have Five Hats. What, what, I mean, I'm sorry, everything's taken. What, why was it that uh, you specifically requested that we play all of Everything's Taken games together, rather than, because like, we still have contributions from uh, Fire, Fire Cat FG. Because of... When we started playing I Have Five Hats games, we that was when we were going through Warp Door and just picking out games to play. And you saw games, and you were seeing games from that list, and you were saying, let's play those, right? Yeah. So we saw, like, I can't remember what a game it was. I think it was, like, the one where you're hitting yourself. And so... A fist puncher? Yeah. And it's it, interesting that you think you're hitting yourself. Well, you are. Oh, yeah, because it does at the end. It says that. Yeah, that's right. You've been hitting your... Yeah. (laughs) So I was like, you know me. I'm I'm like totally skeptical about everything at the beginning. So then you're like, let's play more of them. And I started singing Connection. Mm -hmm. And then when we played the whole collection of that person, it's like I was said during that podcast, like even the games that were screensavers or like, you know, like that I would have normally not paid attention to. Because I could reference them to the other games that that person made, and because I was looking at it as a collection, they all felt more like I wanted to spend time in them, and I wanted to connect them, and they all kind of... It was like they made a collection that I could see. So I thought that would be a good way to go through all of them, because these are made in 10 to 15 minutes, supposedly, or whatever. There's no way these games are made in 10 to 15 minutes. Well, that was the assignment. So I know that some of them are going to be in a way that I will not be interested at first. Mm -hmm. So if I have a reference of a before and after, I will give it more of my 
I will put more energy mm. into trying to enjoy it. Their, their, their larger body of work provides a context for you to be able to appreciate even the ones that are, uh, are, are, um, difficult to appreciate. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That is why I suggested that. But we're not, but the entire episode's not about, uh, their games, right? No, no, no. We're, we're just talking about a few of them because they're what we're playing right now. But we also have some other games to talk about too that are outside of that. Uh, we're going to talk about some surrealist art games. Yeah. But that's the second half of the show. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I want to start off with Harpy Island. This was like a big thing for me today that happened. Okay, what happened? So, uh, talk about, tell us what happens on Harpies on Harpy Island. Okay, um, it's an RPG maker game. Uh, you go in and you are a um, hero-ish character. Uh, and immediately you are surrounded by harpies on a very small island. What's a harpy? Wikipedia. A harpy is a mythological creature <laughs> that um, has the bird body and the head of a woman. Mm. Often with boobs, I think. Mm. Uh, so it's like a minotaur in lady bird form? That's... No. If I was to run into a stranger on the street who asked me, <laughs> what is a harpy? I would probably say it's a minotaur... What was it? Can you repeat that? <laughs> Woman bird form? It, lady bird form? It, it's a minotaur and lady bird form, pretty much. Without a maze. <laughs> they have islands. I mean, not minotaur. What's the horse? What's the man horse? Centaur? Yeah. 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 It's a hybrid. <laughs> it's a hybrid. That's right. Yeah, but not really. That's not what hybrids are like. So, uh, Chrissy knows. <laughs> Chrissy knows what hybrids are like. I'm a... I'm a What's the word? Expert on hybrids. She knows what hybrids like. <laughs> so meanwhile, <laughs> uh, so what happens on this game? Uh, so um, you get you get swarmed by harpies immediately. Immediately. Uh, they don't kill you. Mm -mm. Um, they block your path. Immobile. You're yes, immobile. you become immobile. Uh, interestingly, everything's taken games. I maybe this is a. Maybe this is true with the other RPG Maker games, but I really notice it with everything taken, everything's taken games. Um, when you like move towards a creature, there's often a sound, and mm. it and it seems like that sound is played every frame if you continue to press forward. Really, I feel like in there that person's games, that there's a sound when you interact versus move towards. Okay, well, I mean, would you consider collision interaction? Yes. So I would think moving towards be, would be before the collision. I see what you mean. Mm. Yeah. So as, as so as you're as you're pushing against the harpies, trying to figure out how to play the game. Yeah. Um, uh, it'll play a sound clip that's something I don't remember what it is because I usually hear it, it many many times a second. But it'll be like you know, let's just s suppose it, it is gaga. Okay. <laughs> um, well, when you're pressing towards the harpy and colliding with it as long as that button is down it'll be like it's like a shotgun or what's the gun that doesn't machine stop? gun yeah yeah um so uh it is possible to reach a tower that is at the other side of the island and when i mean other side of the island i mean like five steps away yeah not far at all um but for me personally, I don't think that the game is about reaching the tower. Uh, even though I think it's important that the possibility and ability to reach the tower is important. No, okay. Can, can I? Can I? Yeah, can you I can start do talking whatever. Now? Yeah. I am disappointed that you can reach the island 
personally. Um, the tower. The tower. Sorry. So what happened to me was I started this game and I didn't move immediately and I got swarmed by harpies and I couldn't move and I was like, what the fuck is this? I can't do anything. Maybe I, and maybe I should start moving faster before the harpies Yeah, like me. restart the game. And yeah. Because, because there's no, there's no like death or nothing. So you're just stuck. Yeah. So I was like, maybe my, my hesitation caused this. So <laughs> maybe this is my fault. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's me. I victim blamed. So then I started over. I guess I shouldn't make a joke. So then I started over and I tried to move it forward before the harpies swore me. And I made it a step. Yeah. And they swore me and I couldn't move. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I was out, right? All right. So then we started. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're like, well, we guess that's that. that yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, didn't. We didn't know that there was, like, a tower you could reach until Clyde read about it, like, mm-hmm. today or something, mm-hmm. right? So, like, so I was like, okay, that's that. That just must be, like, you know, I totally dismissed it, I guess is the easiest way to say it. So then we started, t- today we we were going through to talk about every game so we could have an idea about, you know, things we could say about them for the for the game portion. And when we started talking about Harpy Island, I don't know how it came up, but you started... Well, well I, I, I respect it, is how it came up, I guess. But how did we get to the futility aspect? Oh, um... Because that was such a big thing to help me. Yeah. I, I don't remember how we got there, but... Uh... I, I don't remember how we got there, but, so the <laughs> but I remember is, what we said. Yeah, Clyde started talking about... Uh, futility of action. Well, we okay. Well, oh, first we were... you quoted the catamites. Oh, that's true. That happened. <laughs> on 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 campus, I, I quoted the catamites as we walked past pedestrians, <laughs> stu- students of the art forms. Well, we, we... I don't know. We it's like a it's like a science college, so it's like students well, of tech. Yeah. Well, at, at the, there there are people there for arts. Okay. And so <laughs> as we're, you. as we're walking as we're walking upon the campus enjoying the spring blossoms <laughs> if you will I, I I quote the catamites by name <laughs> I'm going to get my drink while you continue to do that <laughs> uh, uh so anyway um I man I can't talk to just a mic I'm going to I'm going to pretend like I can wait uh I'll make an I'm going to make an announcement while you're in there But I'm back Okay We'll delete this section. No, we won't. Okay, keep going. Uh, oh yeah, so um, we he's were... paraphrasing here. We didn't look up the direct. Oh, quote. you want me to actually say? Yeah, I do. I... It's related. This happened first. Okay, so uh, the Ketamites tweeted something recently that I keep on having on my mind, which is um, uh, that there are that there's a long. I'm paraphrasing that there is a long and honorable history of games which are interesting simply because they exist rather than being interesting to play. Mm. And so then you started talking about how in this game, a lot of the focus is on the fact that you can't move. Right. But you're which still is, trying. Which is different than non-interaction. Mm. Non-interaction is... Because, because I think some people might look at this game and be like, you can't do anything. Yeah. That's not true. No, you can't you do can, something. You can try to do things, which is different than not being able to do things. Right? Yeah. Yeah, totally. You can, because you were trying your hardest to move, 
and you're not moving. Yeah, you're pressing against those harpies, and they're like. So it's it's not like a screensaver. It really does express futility. Right. You are trying to do something that you can't act. That's why I was so disappointed to find out that you can do something. Because I, I, I love this concept I, so much. Well, I mean, I, I think that adds a lot of depth to it, though. How like, so? Because, because, yes, you can do it. But should a reasonable individual spend enough time to be able to do it? Probably not. Probably not. Like, you know, yeah, anything's possible. But, like... Not anything is possible. There's a lot of laws of science. But... <laughs> many, many things are possible that should not, should not necessarily be achieved like in, in, uh, by every individual. Right, right, so, right. So it's like there, there's, this, there's a futility to it. There, there's the possibility of managing to get to the tower where they say, uh, you've destroyed our home. But really that that's just the lottery being won mm. you know like mm. it, it, you know and what we're doing here is we're buying a ticket and losing mm. well it was so significant to me because at first first it's like he you opened up the the idea that things are happening other in games for me other than fun uh, like when I read a story and someone is trying to express an idea through a story, a short idea, like futility. Uh, I tried to do something that I couldn't do and it was very frustrating that I put all of my power into it and nothing mm -hmm. happened. Like I expect when I read a story that someone is trying to communicate something and therefore I'm trying to find out what it is. What they're trying to communicate rather than being able to get somewhere right right and so this was the first time that and even though we talked about what was that catamites game that did the um, operative assailants yeah like i totally got that out of that game mm -hmm. but it spelled it out for me and and you're reaching your re there's a huge difference there's between gameplay well, that expresses I, it th th there's there's a, there's a there's a uh you don't get stuck in mm. that operative assailants yeah you don't get stuck you're you like you know your little character fails at doing what they're trying to do but then it goes back to the title screen and that little character is gone and so that's providing you with feedback that's saying that pr progress is happening oh in this in, case in, you're just there yeah doing... in, in this case you are stuck on the island you can't get off you can't move you yeah. don't know how long you should be trying yeah uh you're just stuck you're just stuck yeah and it, for me once once you pointed it out it really really communicates well that feeling that, yeah. that I wouldn't have thought to look for the communication. I felt it, Har but I didn't realize that I that it was an expression, or it might not be, but I didn't realize that it was expressing that to me. As Chrissy and I recently walked down our own street. Uh, for, for the fun. first time. <laughs> well, it's not the first time. For me, but... it was that way. Yeah. Uh, we, we typically drive to go and... We live on, like, a road that there's traffic and no sidewalk. We live, like, in the country, but on, like, one of those highway-ish yeah, country I, roads. I, we'll, we'll be laying in bed at night and, like, hear someone, like, blasting music and going 70 down the curvy road. Right, and right. It, it's not, it's not a, it's, it's not, not a walk walky. friendly. And we're walkers. We're walkers, and we can't really walk in our, in our area. Um. Right. So we were walking down it the other day in, like... We're talking about how 
appealing the woods are that are in the fields are that uh that were that we're walking past but as homeowners you end up with this like accountability factor like it's not like we're renting mm. and we're not in an apartment and it's not like someone's going to be like oh that person someone that lives in that apartment building walked across our pro- property they're going to be like no someone in that house walked across our po- yeah. property and like you you kind of feel like you're going to get caught trespassing. Whereas <laughs> you feel like you're doing something you're not. Even us walking on the street, I feel like we're doing something we're not. But you know, I always feel like that we're gonna. Go yeah, ahead. yeah. Well, I I'm a trespasser. I like trespassing. I I like. But at the same time, you don't want anybody walking through our yard. Yeah, I don't want anyone walking through our yard. Yeah, because uh, it freaks me out, right? Right. Because I'm old. Right. <laughs> <That> <laughs> I'm like, get off my lawn. Old. We're like, who's up? <laughs> so. Uh, so it's this weird situation where, like, I, I, I really value trespassing, but I'm not willing to do it. Okay, so the reason I'm not willing to trespass is, is this, is this, you know, it's, it's not because I'm going to be physically blocked by a football team. Right. It's because there are laws in place, and I feel like I'm going to have to deal with a bunch of bullshit. Right. The so, reward is not as high as the energy spent of yes. the thing that could happen yes the cost is higher than the benefit yeah i don't want to have to deal with it right so harpy island is harpy's <laughs> island is not like that harpy's island is you are physically blocked from being on that island there are no social pressures oh yeah there are, there are no laws it is you are trying to do something that feels physically impossible that's to correct. do. yeah because of the inhabitants of that island you were you were being you're being contained. Mm. I think that that is an interesting thing. Why? Why do you think that? Well, largely because of how it compares to uh, the 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 um, determinants of me trespassing in our area. You feel like you feel like it communicates the trespassing. I think it's different than the reasons I'm not willing to trespass in our area. But it still reminds you of the trespassing issues that you face. Well, it reminds me in the sense of, like, I know that I have the freedom to actually do the deed. But, but I, you... I don't want to have to deal with the aftermath. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that that's much different than um, just not even being, being able to physically do something. But how do you associate it? Like... Well, because... I feel like an outsider on Harpy Island. I feel like uh, I'm trespassing. I feel uh, like this is their, their this is their home. I'm not allowed. I'm not supposed to be there. They are. They're like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, well, here? yeah. we're gonna it, swarm you. It, yeah, it's kind of, it's almost like a hornet's nest, but yeah. like they're not they're not small stinging insects. They're large bird women who will not let you pass and interesting have similar physics to the birds in, in all the like everything that moves in if uh, city had lights teams. or no uh, birds birds that's right yeah yeah and and the this square lights that move in the... uh, i wonder if uh this game came out after um birds because you know they were making these together and yeah, no, but he uses that physics and like everything that swarms. I five hat does. Well, but what I'm saying is like, did birds come out and then everything's taken, played it, and was like, oh, I'm gonna do that with harpies. I Island. wonder if that's just like the the general physics for RPG Maker. Like, I wonder if that's just like one of the options where you can like have a swarm or something. Yeah, but I mean, who comes up with that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, so I was going to compare this game to other... Is there anything else you want to say about it before I nope. start comparing it? Well, 
That was it like was kind of neat that she had a breakthrough. Yeah, it was a big deal for me today. How, how do you think it's going to uh, affect you? It was really weird when we had that conversation because, like, we were in I, a, I, we I, were in the student center coffee shop. I, I, I'm like, you know, I I'm saying, oh, but you know, that's what the game's about. The game's about futility. It's about you know, it's about interactive. Futility. Not about his interpretation. Sorry, I had to say huh? that. I don't want to say this is what it's about. I want to say okay, your yes. interpretation. Okay, my interpretation is that it's about futility. And so, in, you know, it's, I feel like I'm just repeating this thing. But, like, all of a sudden, like, one of these times, Chrissy's like, oh. And I'm, and I'm going, oh, what? Like, <laughs> did you seriously just change your mind? <laughs> while I know, you were like, while, while you were like that. I'm trying to describe my interpretation of the game. Like, suddenly, you agree? <laughs> What, do I never come around to your way of thinking? No one ever comes around to my I way of thinking. I do all the time. What are you talking about? <laughs> but I didn't, I don't feel like I said anything different. It was like you were just ready, I guess. Yeah. Well, the difference was, is that, I mean, I've been, I've been trying to, and I want to, I want to keep saying interpret, but that's such a bad word for it. But that is like the method I've been using and it's been, I've been yellow wallpapering these games which is like the wrong approach. Looking for symbolism? Yeah, I've been looking for symbolism, but I feel like I've been forcing it. Oh, like you're looking for you're looking for symbolism that's based off of like uh, a, dic- a dictionary mean... of symbols right. rather than your personal experience. Right, right. And that and I know we've been talking about this, so I tried to do it with my personal experience, but I don't have any reference like that that doesn't work for me. But <laughs> But when you actually point out that it does something that I actually physically feel yeah. when I'm playing yeah. the game, it comes so much more clear to yeah. me. And, you know, this is sort of like, I was thinking about this a lot already because we last week we talked about Eliza, the Cassie McWhorter game. I think I'm saying that person's name right. Or Cassie McQuarter? Or... I'm not sure. I'm sorry that I'm sorry, saying everybody. her name wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm terrible with names. So <laughs> I, I, Earlier I had to look up. Cardico. Uh, Carico. Carico. Okay. Carico. Sorry. So, uh, so when I we talked about that person's game, uh, I was focused more on the chatbot aspect and the fact that chatbots are so difficult for me. Yeah. And then I saw that that person wrote about their intentionality behind the game, mm-hmm. and I I was so like excited to see their their that there was intention. And what it was, and how it, that hadn't even occurred to me. What they were trying to, to express. Me. Yeah, and how I wish I had known that before we talked about the game or played the game, so I could kind of fully enjoy it. So I've been, I guess, I've been sitting on this all week idea mm. of intentionality and what is it and how can I. So when you pointed that out, it was like, you know, I do this with stories all the time. Like I expect it to evoke an emotion for me, but I, but games I just expect so, to be fun. Here's here's something that's kind of weird about the. The story comparison, I'm, and I think it's a great, a great. Well, you know, I read like nonstop, right? So, but the thing is, like, I I feel like the way it ends up com- truly comparing to stories is not in what happens in the story so much as the actual story form, mm. because in the game, it's like you know the 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 player agency, the 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 player's ability to do things, is the the sense of progress right okay uh uh so it it becomes kind of like 
what's necessary for the medium to to breathe okay or, or to speak um but then so if you actually give a um parallel to stories it would be more like uh the words are disappearing on the page something like that something where the the form itself is manipulating your experience of trying to trying to uh do what is typical typically done with that form does that make sense not really see because what i expect out of stories is they're trying to evoke an emotion throughout a uh narrative narrative yeah and if they are successful at the end i will feel the feeling that Mm -hmm. they are trying to communicate yeah but in this case i don't think the i don't think it's I don't think that the game is, I don't think Harpies um, on Harpy Island is communicating something through narrative. I think that the Harpies on Harpy Island is communicating something through form. Well, yeah, I mean, it's completely different, but it is the same as in it is communicating a idea. What? I. But they're not using words, they're using action. I, I agree with you. I I don't want to I don't want to suggest that I'm 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 uh, uh, disagreeing. Yeah, disagreeing because I'm not. But I guess what I'm saying is, for further discussion, mm. um, bring it. What would you What would you say would be like a uh, reading version of Harpies on Harpy Island? Something that communicates complete frustration and futility. Such as. Uh well, I guess it would be someone a narrative about someone trying to accomplish something that they can't accomplish or kept coming up with obstacles okay, so as they are trying to accomplish something. Okay, that's what I'm disagreeing with. What? Uh, because because in that case, you would have a story where the protagonist, which you're, you're distant from, is actually um, running into the obstacles. Right. But to me... In this, in Harpies on Harpy Island, it's actually you, you running into running into the obstacles. So it would be like it would be like reading a story, and then all of a sudden it's in another language or something. Mm. Mm. That's interesting. You know, the thing about this is it does it so well that you don't even know what's happening. You're like, oh, this isn't worth it. You're, I'm you're never having the do reaction, this. right? Yeah, yeah, it just happens immediately. It's like your brain shuts off. Like, oh, I can't do this. I hate it. And yep. Oh, I just remembered the thing I wanted to say about hotel while we were talking about that. Let's do that then. Okay. Because you you forgot earlier, so. Uh, uh, Okay, so talk about hotel while I write down the thing I want to remember. Okay, this is is not an everything staking game. This is not. This is a a different genre of game. Yeah. Um, Hotel Paradise. Uh, The way the game plays out is you um, are in a hotel. Uh, not in the lobby. You're in the, like, once you go up the elevator and you're going to your room, um, and you have a key in your hand with a, uh, number on it, um, and you're walking through the hallways, and as you're, as you walk through the hallway, you're passing a bunch of rooms with room numbers, a bunch of paintings or pictures, and when you get to the, the, uh, cross T's or the, the, the end of the hall where you can take a left or a right, there will be a, um, a, uh, I don't even, a sign mm-hmm. that basically says, um, if you want, um, room 
580 through 600 go to the right. If you want room 579 It's just through, like in a real hotel. Yeah, but maybe some people have never been in a real hotel. So mm. <laughs> mm. Uh, in, uh, if you want 579 through 550, then you go to the left. Uh, and... And you, did you, I'm sorry, I was writing no, go, down my thing. Go did for you it. write that you have a key with a number yes. in your hand? Okay. And interestingly, when I played, I had, I think I had 388. Mm -hmm. uh, that was my room. And when Chrissy played, she had room 100. 100. So apparently those are randomly generated. I think everything in this game is randomly generated. I don't. I think the numbers of the hotel rooms and the, the numbers at the end of the corridor. Okay, okay, well, I guess it might be randomly generated, but at this, but... I don't think anyone's going to play that game and their room is going to be on that first hallway. Yeah. But Wouldn't it, that I, be funny, I though? think it's possible. I think <laughs> I think totally that it's all randomly generated. But I so, don't know. We don't know. So as as you're playing, um, uh, as you're kind of like trying to figure out the logic of how the rooms are arranged, right. it becomes more and more absurd. So, well, you can go straight... And then you hit the end, and you can go left or right, mm -hmm. and either way will hit an end. But it's not like you can go left through the three hundreds. But at there's the no end, dead ends, right? It's not like you're gonna you're gonna hit the end, and it says go left, and you'll get three hundred to three ten, and go right, and you'll get three ten to three thirty, and you hit the end of that hallway, mm -hmm. and you're in the eight hundreds, right? Or you hit the end of the other hallway, and you're in like the four hundreds. Like there's no constant consistent way of knowing where you're going yeah and to be honest like when when i've i've been in hotels where i've had this experience not to this hyperbolic hyperbolic level right like i i've been like oh i i thought i was going up in numbers but i'm actually going down you know mm -hmm. and then i've turned around and gone and easily found the room right uh but in this case the okay so i didn't let me talk about a little bit of my my experience. <laughs> okay. Because I didn't even tell you about this very much. When I played this game, I was like, "This is a gallery. This is just a gallery off." Because in the hallways, there's there's hotel art. There's a lot of hotel art. So, uh, you, there's photos of like waterfalls. Then there's stuff that you would imagine is on like, you know, archive.org. You know, old history photos and such. And then, like, we there's... We saw Sunday in the park. Sunday, yeah. And then uh, there's, like, there's even a uh, bowl of pasta from sh that still has the Shutterstock wa watermark on it. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Uh, and I, I really enjoyed looking at the art. I, I thought there was some really... I thought there was some neat art in it. He, uh, I'm a sucker for, like, um, pictures of city life from early uh, 20th century. You're sick for everything. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Uh, so, and you get a surprising amount of that art available. Like, it starts duplicating really quickly. But every time I would see that there's one that I haven't seen before, I would study it and be like, oh, this is cool. And I really enjoyed having, you know, it's it's different than work, working through a Google image search. It, it, you're, you're in a space, mm -hmm. a, a virtual space, but you're still in a space. So I would I would then, you know, start walking again kind of trying to angle towards my room but the the pacing was a lot different for me than when you played 
because I'm stopping at every new painting or looking, every new picture. Yeah, and I looked looking at, like, at it. the first four and, and that's then, it. And then thinking that, con- that the confusion is largely my fault. Like, I, I would pick up the... Oh, because you were going so slow that you thought that you just went the wrong way I took or a something. wrong turn, right. Like, I, I, I recognize that, you know, I'm in the 800s, but I did not move up or down a floor. So this is odd, you know? I, yeah. I recognize that it was kind of, like, obscured, that my room was obscured to some extent. But it wasn't until watching you play that I realized how much uh, you were obscured. Because I was seeing new because stuff the entire time. Because it didn't take you that long. To f- it must not have taken you that long to find your room. Oh, it took me a while. You looked at every painting for I that long. At, there are a lot. There is a lot of, of, of art in that game. There's a lot of art in that game. So I looked at the paintings for like three minutes or less. And then you looked at one painting. I looked at like three paintings. <laughs> and then I tried to find my room. Yep. And I found that there is no system for finding your room number. So I decided I was going to play the maze game and hug the wall to the right. And sometimes I got to be in the hundreds, but not very often. What's funny, what's funny about watching Chrissy decide to hug the wall to the right? <laughs> When she's in the middle of the maze rather than at the beginning of the maze, which is the which is the crucial detail. <laughs> I don't know. All I know is the right thing. So I'm watching her play. I'm watching her, and I'm like, Chris, I'm like waiting to to figure out when I should explain the math of this to her. Because I'm walking in a square. Because yeah, much. there's a square. She's walking around, but the thing is, she walks around. You know, I'm pay- I'm watching, and I'm like, okay, so she hits the 800. You know, 870 to 890 to the right sign takes her she takes a right there takes another right takes another right takes another right and you expect and then, me to be in the same place and, yeah and then i expect i expect to see the sign that says 870 to see, 890 i had already figured it out in this point that that wasn't true but yeah and now it's like 360 or something it, it's non elucidian it is randomly generated in my opinion yeah it, it you you are you are at some point teleported or something like it, it's not is not it's not space that you would expect to it's not to work the yeah. way yeah it's it's dream logic so i decided to r- hug the white wall that didn't work so then i was like right left right left and that didn't work and but then... it kind of did work when you hugged the right wall you ended up making progress right by going in a circle but see this is what actually what i remembered i wanted to talk about what was so interesting while i was doing this is you were telling me about how they did a study. Oh, yeah. With mice, but or this happens pigeons. with everything. I think it was with pigeons. Go ahead. Oh, um, but um. Because I kept changing my logic in order to have um, a system. So they had a uh, pigeons being able to hit a a button to get um food. Like this is just classic conditioning research. Mm-hmm. Uh, hit the button, get get a food pellet. Um, so. And then they had one on a timer, so it was like you know, um, a- after a certain amount of time, maybe if you hit the button, you get the food pellet or something, or maybe it's just it just gives you the food pellet. I don't remember the details of it, but they also had uh, the food pellets just distributed completely randomly, and when the food pellet is distributed randomly to the to the lab animals, they develop superstitious behavior. So it'll be like. Uh, they start thinking, oh, if I if I spin around to the left three times and bend my head, I'm going to get food. Mm. And 
so apparently those the you they have this superstitious behavior because they kind of like they're trying to do things in order to get the reward and if they do the thing get the reward and it's actually um rewarded they start repeating it hoping that that is what it is that is right because your brain can't operate off a system that your brain has to assume that there is a system Mm -hmm. that there is a logic to it the brain is not capable of an understanding that things happen by pure happenstance right that there's just chance or not chance but and that's kind of like where our idea assumably that is where our our superstitions come from is is this this need to believe that we are in control of Mm. of um in in you know that's where well from my perspective that's where things like religion and mythology and superstition uh, right because there's a lot of things you can't explain but you want there to so anyway that totally happened to me while i was looking for my hotel room (laughs) like i had to build a system even though i knew it was randomly generated or you know there was my nothing was working but you never believed that it was working you never believed that your system was i believed it was going to bring me to my hotel room if i just did it long enough which one I, any of them, but I just got bored with the same ones or changed. <laughs> I felt like if I had a system, it would pay off. Mm. And then in the end, it did. I found my hotel room, and then you go in, and it's totally like chill with some chill music playing. It's very vaporwave It's all neon. And then you go up to a computer, and they give you the credits, and they think strange things. So I totally think they made that room because it's totally like that neon, like chill room. Chrissy got so excited about seeing the things to strange think. Yeah, makes me want to put things to strange think in all (laughs) of my games. Yeah, but it's because the hotel room was obviously like. I mean, I won't say obviously if I'm wrong, but. (laughs) (laughs) So so if I so if I put a if I put a thanks to a. I don't know. If I put a thanks to uh, I Have Five Hat in in and one of my it. games and you see it, would you be like, oh, this is awesome? Not unless I picked something out that was in that very room that was like, yeah. I <laughs> of course see- they made this. Yeah. yeah. Like that room seemed like so like the art generation game or whatever. Mm. So, so yeah, that's the reason I wanted to talk about that. Can we take a break for a minute? Yeah, man. All right, we're back. So... Uh, let's bring it back to the everything's taken games. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So we talked about You're the host for a reason. Yeah, yeah. We should tell that person who made that comment on iTunes. Oh, I wonder if any more comments. I uh, won't look. Yeah. So we talked about harpies on Harpy Island. So, <clears throat> so let's talk about different worlds because I feel like different worlds expresses the same sentiment, but in a story-ish way. Uh, oh, the sentiment we were talking about before is the futility of action. Like, okay, I guess I'll describe what happens. Yeah, that's what I was waiting for. Um, so in different worlds, uh, you start off in a place uh, and there's a lady there. You go up to the lady and she basically says, um, I'm in prison and I can't leave. So can you go to the different worlds and tell them, and come back and tell me what's out there? But she asked, like, how many cows, how many lions, does she say how that many chairs. before you go out? I feel like she does. She, okay. <laughs> but you played on more recently than me. So uh, then you go in through a doorway or a portal of some sort, and you end up kind of like in this 
I think I think this is a good time to talk about what everything's Taken's RPG Maker games are laid out like. Style. They, so when when playing I Have Five Hats games, everything's an RPG Maker. Everything is very... Gridded. Shifty grids. Well... That's what I associate. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh the floor it, is it, all that it, shifty it, grids in the sky when they, or whenever there's anything that's shifty shifty grids, man. The, there are there are shifty grids, but to me it's all it's kind of rectangular. Like it's like there there there's there's a sense of screen space. There's a sense of like um they're they're composing they're composing everything on the screen. In okay. that you know, this is one screen kind of deal. I, there are exceptions to that, like um, with the plant game, uh, horse and the plant. Oh yeah, that that one has like a little, little bit of like you know that that is a world that you're in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but for the most part, the I have five hat games I played that were in the marathon, they were all they felt like they were kind of like authored, contained, contained, yeah, pages. In a lot of everything's taken's entries, it felt like they went crazy with the world building. Really? Yeah, like because they, they feel really contained too. But like in this case, you're still in a world where you can only walk in a path. It just feels bigger, but you're still stuck on a path. Well, it, <coughs> well, it wraps. They they often use a, a wrapping. Oh yeah, that's uh, true. things. So if you go to the top of the screen, you end up at the bottom of the of what was the bottom of the screen. But the camera's following the player the entire time, so the wrapping is not very obvious. So it's not like the camera doesn't stay still. You get to the top of the screen, and then all of a sudden you're on the bottom. The camera is moving with the player, so the player is always in the center. Mm. Goes to the top of the screen, and then you start realizing, oh, that item or that that block of ice that was at the bottom of the screen earlier is now the block of ice I'm encountering because I've gone that far. Mm. So they employ screen wrapping again. But in in that and that's the case in this game too. In in uh different worlds. Mm -hmm. Uh I believe all the portals are actually taking you to to screen wrapping areas. But in some of the other games there's this sense like that they were using some sort they were using the terrain builder and just really getting into it like horse island and um we hated those guys oh yeah it's huge yeah it, it feels like this enormous tolkien-esque map yeah uh and then and where where there is a path available to you um but it's these just giant zelda maps kind but of but really it feels kind of like you're in the same place no matter where you are. I disagree. That's how it feels. I mean, I it feels huge, but I still feel like it... I mean, you're seeing the same sprites, but like... Yeah. I mean, especially in like We Hated Those Guys. You, uh, or... There's lots of peninsulas and stuff that seem yeah, really Yeah, but what about that game where you're taking the pictures? Um, The second half. Close up? Yeah. Like, yeah, but that, 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 I believe that's a screen wrap. I believe that's the Yeah, but right. see, I can't really see, like, it being... I mean, I guess I can see the idea of ha feeling like it's bigger, making a difference than feeling like you're in a closed space. But for me, 
feeling like it it's bigger means that I'm missing something if I don't go exploring at mm -hmm. all versus feeling like I'm in an enclosed space I can feel comfortable that everything that's happening in front of me is what I'm supposed to be participating in. Can we talk about Horse Island? Yeah, sure. I feel like Horse Island is what you just said, the game. <laughs> okay. Because I, I hope I'm saying the title right because we didn't intend to talk about this. Yeah, one. so we didn't write down the real So we name. didn't write down the title, but I believe it's called Horse Island. So when when you play Horse Island This was a big this game was like a good game. Uh you you play as a horse and you're roaming around one of the sprawling maps that I was kinda describing. And um, if you go, uh, what, down into the right, mm -hmm. you run into a human who's like, you're my horse now. I'm going to ride you or something to that extent. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, are you a horse that nobody owns? Well, now I own now you. Now I own you. Property rights, bitch. Yeah. So, yeah, you're so, an animal. I'm a person. I win. Uh, so uh, game over, right? Right. Or if you go to the left, you end up wandering for a while. Forever, like, ever. Uh, and it's not a screen wrapping game. Like you're you're wandering. There's some other wild horses. You and your bros are just yeah. They start it. they start kind of following you. You kind of herd up a little bit. No dialogue in that area. The horses are not anthropomorphized, which is interesting. Your wild you horses. Are one. Yeah. Uh yeah. Your wild horses just roaming the land. Like there's no need to eat or anything or yeah. mate. But oh, but the walking physics is the cutest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, there's a little, there's a bit of a gallop to or a gait. Um, so and you end up you can so you end up after playing the game, from our experience anyway, it seems like there's kind of like two, two Ending. games or two endings. One is, uh, get owned and then you become. Somebody's property. Somebody's property, and that's the game over, and things are concluded. Or go to the left, live the wildlife, and the game never actually ends. Yeah. Yeah. So. This is what it's like living the wildlife. Yeah. You just kind of hang out all the time. Uh, Chrissy and I used to live on the big island of Hawaii, mm -hmm. and there was a there's a valley there called Waipea Valley, and it's this really strange place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a really strange place. It's shady as fuck, man. It, uh, well, lots of shady people hang out there. The thing about Waipeo Valley is um, that it's very difficult to get into because of the difference in elevation. It is a huge steep incline. And so we we had a friend there, and they they said that they were uh, talking to uh, a resident of Waipeo Valley, and they were like, "Oh yeah, the the fire department doesn't even come into Waipeo Valley." Or the the police don't even come to Waipeo Valley. It's such a steep incline. So we we just you know deal with we just deal with things the way we deal with things, and it's. But they have the wild horses are down or not yeah. wild. I hear that there's no wild. Well, someone who is a bad authority told me that mm. there aren't wild horses in Waipeo Valley. In there general, aren't anymore. There's just horses that have been set free or have escaped. Okay. So okay. That's a really good description of what this valley is like. The valley is so steep, you can walk. You can walk into it. It's public. Like, yeah, I we mean, walked you, into you it. You can go into the. You can go into it, but like, you're worried about falling when walking down the street. You have to do that zigzag walk in yeah. order to be able to walk down into it. Okay, so there's wild horses in the valley just walking down the street. We found but, one. But they're not going to leave because the valley is that steep. Right. <laughs> right. Okay, so. When we lived there, 
there was we went down there one time and there were a horse just walks up to us as we're kind of like finding out what why Peo Valley is about uh horse walks up to us on the street and we're like oh that's really cool and then a couple weeks later maybe a month later mm. i read a newspaper story that says um that one of the farmers there uh just shot all the wild horses because he was fed up with the wild horses eating its tarot crops it was cheaper to to shoot the horses that no one owned rather than to put up a fence um because they were defending their crop. So that is what I thought about with Horse Island. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing about animals in general being... In... Wild in public area or in, in, in humanized yeah, areas. Yeah, they are they they have no control over the ability to maintain their own rights uh, if they come across people. And then I really liked the aspect, though, I'm glad you pointed this out, that they could go the opposite way, live a boring-ass life, but just stand in there in the field or whatever. Well, it's boring to us because we're people right, that, right, right. that are dependent on language. Right. And, and to, this game I'm glad you said that. This yeah. game expresses so, something so different than if there was dialogue for the horses. Mm. If there was dialogue for the horses, like, I'm not saying, you know... I, if there was dialogue for the horses, I wouldn't be like, there shouldn't be dialogue for the horses. But I am saying, you know, because there is not dialogue for the horses, it has a different feel. Right, right. I think, I mean, I don't want to talk too much about myself personally, but I have to think about this a lot because I work in a field that uses animals. Mm -hmm. And so when that person came to teach us how to handle animals and they kept talking about how there's a lot of research behind animals not having feelings because the importance of that is to keep animals as property. I hadn't realized this was like a thing yeah. until that. Yeah, they, 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 there's there's a need to legitimize that animals, animals are not things that deserve rights. Right, that animals are property and that they're going to come and take your property away if it becomes in the idea that they have Right. You, you you don't want someone showing up at your house and telling you that your car is sentient. Right, right, and, right, right, right. And so you can't just drive it just because you need to go to work. Yeah. Yeah. So this game was significant for me for that reason, because uh, I am constantly aware of the boundaries of ownership and, 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 and what that does to the way something's treated. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay. Um, so I don't remember why I got there. We were talking we were talk about a different world <laughs> where you go down and oh, oh, because you were talking about the way their their lands are set up. Everything's okay. taken sets oh, of okay. their lands. So we were talking about a different world where you talk to your person in jail you, and they you tell yeah, you. Yeah, and go, they they say go tell me how many sheep there are or whatever. How so, many cows? How many lions? How many chairs? So you you go into a, a, a um what do you call it a sequence of wrapping worlds it's like a puzzle game at this point kind of is because the cows block the road for instance right and there's a path and, and you see not... the door that you're trying to get into yeah. yeah there's a little bit of a there's a little bit of a maze going on but which not is a bad one. which is interrupted by you know cows that are in the way and mm. sheep that are in the way which is kind of interesting mm. did you see it do you think there's actually a lion there are lions. You did. You saw one. Oh, I don't know. Because like you go into one area 
And there's nothing. And there's nothing. And when you get to, you get back, she's like, how many lines did you see? <laughs> You're like. I'm like, zero? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, so you go through like four sequences of areas. And you're trying to get through the path that is sometimes blocked by animals or objects through the door to the next world. And um, it, there's, let's see, there's cows, there's empty space, which assumably there's possibly a lion and uh, there's sheep. And then there's like a place with just tables, stools, and chairs. Mm. Uh, when I played, I played it um, just before the podcast so that I would remember it a little better. And what's interesting about the room with tables and chairs is that there's stools. <laughs> there's four chairs. Then there's stools at tables. And then when you get back into the the hub world or whatever you want to call it, the beginning world where you're talking to your companion who's in prison, mm-hmm. uh, she says, how many chairs are there? Not how many how many sitting Stool, uh... devices or nothing. So I was trying to give her the right answer. So, yeah, okay. So after going through the sequence of worlds, uh, you go back and she says, oh, how many um, cows did you see? And a bunch of zeros show up that you can manipulate to to change how many, what the number is. The most interesting part about this to me is that there's no fail state. She doesn't give a shit. I, I did a... I tried my best to count the sheep Cows is easy. Four. Okay. I went in. I'm pretty sure that there's 18 sheep. I spent a good 10 minutes trying to count them sheep. But the point isn't how many there actually is. She just sends you out to do something. She wants to feel better about her situation. You're reporting back to somebody who's in a shitty situation, so you're trying to make them feel better. It doesn't really work. You feel bad. Yeah, uh when Chrissy and I were talking about this game over coffee and uh, the thing that was pointed out was that. Oh, their expectations she, are so low. Right. She, she's, she's in jail. She's like, go visit these worlds for me. I want to, I want to live. I want to be outside of this prison vicariously by having you experience it for me. You can go and see these wonderful things that are not these concrete walls and tell me you what know, you see. What you see. And, and, and through that, I will um, vicariously. vicariously enjoy the world that is outside of these walls. Yeah. So you go and... Do some first, bullshit. First of all, you're just giving her numbers, right? Right. I mean, it doesn't... She doesn't even... This is this is data points. So you're not, you're not giving her, you know, the way the sheep look, the way the cows look, the way the cows move, the many... experience at all. There's... And in, you feel like in a way there's a right answer because she sends you off and says count. You come back and there's numbers. Yep. You feel like there's something you were supposed to have accomplished. Oh, no, I don't know how many there really are. I'm going to make up a number. <laughs> I'm going to make a number up. And it's not like she's going to know. Yeah. And then. And then you make a number up. And then she, instead of, see, when I, when we played this I thought she was going to catch us, right? Yeah, I know. I thought she was going to be mad. <laughs> I thought she was going to be like, oh, well, I know for a fact that there's actually 17 sheep and yeah. that you're a lying bastard. Yeah. Okay, but no. No. Instead of being like that, she says, Ooh. oh, that's that's amazing. That's so sad. Oh, that, sound, that sounds so great. And you, you feel this deep, de- like this depressing feeling of like, she is all I can provide her 
is the numbers of how many of these exist. She doesn't know have any way to check. She doesn't have anything but numbers. And then she's so excited about it because this is the best news she's heard <laughs> all day. It's so depressing. It's really depressing. So, so the reason I wanted to talk about this game personally is because I feel like it expresses something similar as Harpy Island. Like there's totally a futility in what you're doing. You can't count everything in there. There's like, a, they're like. I did a pretty good job. It's a rapping world. The, the, the kind that goes around. I was, I was, I was. I was pacing it so that, like, oh. I'd see four sheep in that lower right-hand corner, and I'd be like, one, two, three, four, five. And then I'd move up, and then to the left lower-hand corner, so that I could make sure that I was getting the ones that were moving oh, yeah. across the screen. But even if you I'm do pretty it. Sure I did it, like, four times, and I got 18. Do it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you know how many there are or not. She doesn't care about the real number. That's why I feel like it's so, like, the same kind of thing. Like, it doesn't matter what you say or do. She just she just wants to feel better. She's in a shitty situation. You're there to, like, provide some bullshit for her. Mm-hmm. You realize it doesn't matter what you say. Gosh, it's depressing. It's so depressing. <laughs> it's so depressing. But it, it, it's, it's also very expressive of mm. something that is... I, I haven't seen anything even close to this expressed in games before. What, being so depressive? Well... No, the the this idea of someone requiring you for vicarious experience, you like Christy and I were talking about this, and both of us uh, kind of agreed that when you show up, you feel like you're not going to be able to satisfy her. Like you're you're not going to be able to give her information that's valuable. You're just giving her a number. You're not. Right. You're not giving. You're not. It's not like she's actually going to be Do outside anything. of the prison. Right. Uh, and when she reacts positively to that, it really brings to mind how shitty her situation, her situation is. She'll take anything. She doesn't care. She's so excited to hear about how many sheep there are, even if it's a lie. Yeah. It's so depressing. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a really good game. Yeah. It's a really good game. <laughs> it's a really good game. So, so do you want to talk about, I don't know if you, if you. I, let's just go ahead and talk about Dr. Doctor because okay. I keep on, I want to talk about Dr. Doctor. I want to make sure we hit this one. Okay. And then we'll talk about the Carico. Your turn. You Dr. Talk. Doctor. So this is a game where it's a little bit contained. You're, yep. you're in a, a war, or. This is an everything's taken game also this is for the, the RPG game. maker marathon. So you start off and you're in a room and you see like a little maze of rooms, but it's all contained. It's not like you're in an open world and it says you're an optometrist. Yep. Well, yeah, you go outside, read the sign that's outside your door and, and it, it says, says you're an optometrist. optometrist. So you can like walk to the doctor or the room that's next to yours. What do they say you played it today? <laughs> they say, they say, uh, I, I, People are into weird stuff or stuff like that. Like they never tell you what the other doctors are, and then and when you go into the other rooms, they'll be like, "Can you please leave?" <laughs> and yeah. then like there's this other area where it's where there's the to me the weirdest area is there's three people talking to three skeletons. There's no movement between he, them. The, or he, this person is really into skeletons. There's like a skeleton in every single one of this person. Everything's taken games. Uh, when you go into the um. Uh, 
the room with uh, three people talking to three skeletons, the people are less friendly or or they express kind of like a confusion or nothing to sayness. And the skeletons all express like a little bit of a jovial salutation. It's a really odd thing to run into in this game for me. Okay, mm. so you go down into this room. You know, you okay, so you might try to go into one of the doctors. This doc is my turn. Well, yeah, but okay. You, you go, played it today. You, you go into one of the rooms and they're like, you know, can you please leave? Or, you know, I have nothing for you-ish type mm. stuff. Mm. But there's this one room. It's three people talking to three skeletons. Mm. The people are always like, uh, um, uh, when you try to talk to them. The okay. skeletons are like, hey, what's up? Or, hey, babe. Or, hey, how you doing? And it's this... Nothing, there's no dyna, dyna, dynamism there. There's Nothing's changing. Nothing's happening. That's, that's a really weird room to walk into <laughs> in the game. Why is it weird? Um, why are the skeletons... Okay, if, if they... If the skeletons... <laughs> There's so many questions. Okay, name one. Okay, first of all, why are there three people talking to three skeletons? Are these skeletons? Well, like... it's a doctor's office. Is the skeleton a person? Huh? Aren't they all other doctors' offices? Aren't we in like a medical center? I don't know what your experience is like, Chrissy, but when I go to the doctor, at no point do I talk to a skeleton. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I don't even see a yeah, skeleton. Yeah, it seems like in these games, when skeletons I go to the doctor. are people too. Okay. There's, <laughs> when I go to the doctor, there's never three people in a room. There are never three skeletons. I have to tell you, though, by the time we get to this game and everything's taken, I'm used to skeletons. I'm like, no, it's just another person. This is a, this is a strange room to walk into, okay? Okay. Question number one. What is the relationship between the skeletons and these people? There's hmm. three of each, and one is talking to one. It's a, it's a one-to-one -one ratio. Okay. So, like, are they talking to their own bodies? Are they talking to their physicality? Ooh. Are they talking to their 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 morbidity? Like, I don't need, I don't know. I How don't are they really? Know. Oh, but you feel like since it's one-on-one, -on -one, there's a they're relationship connected through mind and body kind of thing. There's an implied. Per Paralysis. I see. Okay, so the the person is like um 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 they 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 they're, they're uh, avoiding. They're, what do you call that? Um, they're uh avoidance. Um, what do you call that, Chris? I don't know. I don't know what you. Someone to say. when some when you ask someone a question and they kind of deter def you, deflect it. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so that's what those people are like. That that's what the the human forms are like. But then the skeleton forms are like, if nothing else, comfortable. Mm. They're they're like, hey, what's up? Hey, Hi. how you doing? Yeah. That's really expressive, and I have no idea what that's expressive of. But when I when I walk into that room and examine it, I'm going, what? <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you run into a skeleton, a skeleton who acts like a person, mm. who tells you that they need to see you as a doctor. You played it today. Yeah. You picked like the one I couldn't explain. I, I... <laughs> Even though it's my turn and I want my turn. 
I don't remember which. I don't remember if you suggest that they have an eye problem or if they do. I feel like they do, but you played it today. Okay, so they follow you back to the office, and then you're back in the office with the skeleton, and you're like, "You're patient, if you will." And you're like, "It's time for your exam," and they're like, "Okay," and they just kind. And then the there's a pause. The 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 pause is that the dialogue, um, what do window closes? The dialogue window closes, and. Chrissy and I wanted to talk about this a lot. Right. Well, let's let's say all of them. And okay. Then... So you say, um, uh, it's time for your eye exam, and the skeleton's like, okay. Dialogue window closes. Pause. So then, so then you're kind of like walking around the office. You're in a walking around the office state again. So, so, so you know what my tendency is is to be like, okay, I guess I need should talk to this person again. Again. So you talk to them again, and you're like, okay, I need you to sit down, and they're like, okay. Dialogue window closes. Okay. You're walking around again. You walk back up to them, press the space bar. Um, I need, uh, go ahead and sit in this chair. And they're like, I can't. My legs are broken. No, 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 no. Oh, they, they don't, don't say, say that yet? yet. They, they're like, I can't. Wow, there's that many pauses. Yeah, the dialogue window closes. And then you go back and they're like, you know, uh, you say, why can't you sit down or something like that? And they say, because my legs are broken. Dialogue window closes. Dialogue window closes. And it's like this where, and then basically what ends up happening in that sequence is that you, they say, oh, I'm sorry. I guess I sh- came to the wrong doctor because my legs are broken. I can't sit down for your exam. And then as you continue to try to get them to do something, they say, stop following me, please. I guess I came to the wrong doctor. Yeah. When Chrissy and I first played this. We were nervously laughing. <laughs> it was like, you felt like you were terrorizing this person. It was like, weird. It was like really strange. they wanted strange. to come to you, but then when they were there, they realized they made a mistake, and they were trying and, to get and, out of it, but they didn't know how no to. No one knows what to do. It's like, you're both in this awkward situation. You Very have, awkward. You have a role of, as an optometrist. As a player, you're the optometrist, right? You've you you've you've established this. You're, you're trying you to help the, the patient. You are the authority, yeah. But you don't know whether or not you're helping the patient or if you're fucking annoying them. But but they came to you, but you still feel like you're causing them trouble by continuing to talk to them, even though But they're not they healed. Came to they're ailed. Like Yeah. Yeah, but they're like, uh you're not what I wanted. It's like talking to someone who's not in a mentally healthy state. How so? Because you don't know whether or not you should accept their account of their own mm. status, right? Mm. Like, are are they just trying to avoid medication? Are they are they are they accepting? Like, are are they telling you things that are reliable, or are they just reacting? Right, right, right. Or you know, mentally healthy, like. Another good example would be children, right? Children are never mentally healthy because they're, they're, they're right. They're, they're always... not good authorities of their own states, right? And that that's that's what this game manages to communicate is like you you're not sure if you're being pushy or if you're trying if or if you're taking a proper authoritative role as a medical professional, right? Because they did come to you, but then they become wishy washy, and then they get nervous and run away. And you still don't know what your role is, like, as an authority. 
and but you don't really have authority. They can run away. Yeah, you're, There's nothing you're just, you can I mean, do about it. You are a, a an optometrist because it says that on your sign and yeah. because a dialogue appears that says it's time for your eye exam. Yeah. You don't you as the player don't really know. It's so awkward. Like th- there's a sense of imposter syndrome, right? Yeah, you, you don't yeah, yeah. like assumably this is how the optometrist feels like should I be should I help this person? What can I do? I mean, there it's not my field. You can't sit down. But tell me, because you kept saying, oh, it's so important that there's so much pause and, oh, there's so much significance. But what, I don't that... really understand, like, as a device, okay. what that is communicating to you. The pausing between... The, the dialogue window closing... The dialogue window closing between each of those, like, uh, I can't sit down, my legs are broken... I guess I saw the wrong doctor. Mm. Um, what it does is it, pro- well, in game parlance, it's saying, oh, this dialogue is over. Like, t- typically, the the way I've been trained, you know, as I play Skyrim, right? Right. As I play, as I play. Oh, yeah. As soon as you games. go out of the dialogue, it's dismissed. You're dismissed. Yeah, you're, you've, you're done. Like, uh, uh, Assumably, you were either trying to buy something or you were getting a quest. And there's either... Whenever the dialogue doesn't repeat, it kind of feels like... In in traditional games, um, whenever the dialogue doesn't repeat, it feels like um, they're just trying to make the world seem just a bit more real. By, you know, providing you NPCs that don't repeat themselves. But in actuality, what ends up happening is um, they they delay the inevitable. Mm. At no point are you going to run into a chat. Well, I mean, you know, in the future this might happen. But in games that exist currently, at no point are you going to be playing an RPG and you run into a chat bot. You're not going to run into something that, like, is dynamic in their conversation. It's, right. always, it's always going to be just a... a a quantifiable amount of depth. A set of things that they are capable of saying to you. And until it repeats. Right. Okay, and and there's there's some value to exploring that as far as it goes, but it's always going to end. Right. Okay. You're always gonna hit the repeat state. So typically in these games, what ends up happening is you get your quest, you get the information you need, you move on. In this situation, you have no objective. You're completely unaware of what your objective is. So you reach that state. It closes and you say, okay, like you in, you've internalized, okay, I guess I'm supposed to do something else. The dialogue is over. It's time for action. Right. But you have no actions available. Except for more dialogue. So you go back and you talk to them again. And so you're both in this confused state of what your role like neither of you know why you're there and it's a really odd experience in a game to experience to have an npc available to you who has as little idea of why you are there (laughs) as you do okay that's a weird so awkward it's like it's like real life is as awkward as real life so there's Dr. Doctor, and that's why I really like it. <laughs> that's interesting. Okay, one more. Let's talk about one more game, and then I'll stop. Which one? Your choice. The Cherik... Cherik... Oh, oh, I thought you were going to say one more. Everything's... Okay, no. let's hit the... Did... 
How do you say it again? I looked at a YouTube video to to understand how to pronounce this. But I remember it sounding like character, the carico. The carico. But with the rolling R that I can't do. Carico. I can do the Korean. Georgia the carico. 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 It's kind of like the Korean R. What Korean word? Korean R, the L-R. Carico. Makes makes me think that we're strange as English. That our that our R yeah. sounds so. Why boring? would be we? Why would be all ra? Because we can't freaking roll our R's. Ra ra. ra. Oh, it's I got can't so roll much. My R's. I love that hardness. Ra. Show off now with your ability to. Let's hear. Let's hear Chrissy try to roll her R. R R R R R. Well, give me a D. That's close. Duh. Duh. So say Chadico. Chadico. Oh, that's good. Yeah, but that's only because I am used to doing the RL sound. I don't care what your reasoning is. Whenever. If, 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 oh, if you're I was outputting... going to tell a story that said way too much about me right now. <laughs> it... So let's talk about this game. <laughs> this is not an everything's taken game. No, no. So this game is a game that's in the environment of an of an art style of a specific artist. How many people do you think? I've never heard of. We even had this painting over our bed, and I'd never heard of this artist. So, so Chrissy and I used to dumpster dive the library, where mm. they threw away books. Lots of good books, like real books. And I have a soft spot for art books. If I see an art book with nice prints, in by nice prints I mean dated, as in we got some really good books. Different. Different processes of creating prints give you different looks to the pictures. So even if it's aged, I value it. Okay. okay. Anyway, so we weren't we came across art books that uh, had um, nice color prints in them. Did we get a de Carico? No, we just got an art history book. Mm. And so, like, we would I, I would take an exacto knife and cut out pictures from the art book and oh that's where it came from. hang it from the wall hang it on the walls um it's nice it's nice to have it's fun to do yeah and uh, i used to do studies of them because i know i did a study of that yep. one picture yeah you did a study of that light bulb head mm-hmm. so uh every time every time i i was describing this game to chrissy so that she would play it i would say we used to have a print of this of this person uh, above artists. our bed uh, and I'm convinced that the print we had was of a girl uh, with a wheel. Something is like a girl with a freaking wheel. Okay. Uh, Not like a shadow of a person running with like <laughs> a round thing. Okay. So uh, like a wheel. So we'll we'll put up we'll put up a a paint. We should put up a, a the the girl with the wheel painting. Of, okay. The Jericho. I mean, I wouldn't even Tumblr. call it that. I would call it a shadow of. A, there's like Bill. Okay, whatever. Okay, but the uh, Jericho typically does these um, alienating environments. Uh, uh, there's often like uh, um, archaeological-ish yeah um, arches, and there's the color palette is typically orange and bluish or greenish. Yeah. Um. The color palette's very specific, and uh, there's a lot of paintings that have kind of like a uh, unpainted Roman esque 
statue in them. Mm, lots of statues. Lots of like public works is a good way to describe it. There's a lo- lo- lots of, not like pyramids. Maybe they were doing copyright stuff. Like all these pyramids, all these uh, statues were allowed to use in our art. Maybe so. Maybe so. Uh, I've, are you referring to the stealing thread? Yeah. Uh, but that we're not getting into. We're not going to get into that? No, we're not getting into that. Okay, so... <laughs> I was just referencing it for fun. Well, it's pretty interesting stuff. Yeah. So anyway, this game is based off of this person's art. Yeah, which is worth seeing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they do a really great job. There are the the arches and the... Con- I mean, there's pictures. The art itself is on the walls. But they mm-hmm. have the they have the uh, sculptures, they have the architecture. Problem is, it's a puzzle platform. Keep going. Okay, here's the thing. I understand. I totally understand. You have a game. You have a vision. As a developer, you understand. I'm not a developer. But as a developer, you understand. But if I were a developer, I'd be like, man, this person's art is so good. I would love to have a world, like me, Muka is my favorite artist. Yeah. I would love to have a game where I walked around. A Muka world. Muka world. Holy shit. I know, right? But then, but then I would say. Would it grow? Would it, would it See, move? See, this is the problem. Well, yeah, obviously it would have to. But the problem is you say, what's my motivation? This is a game or, you know, whatever people say when they're developers. What's my motivation of walking around? What, what, this? what will the player do? Is what will what, the player do? Th- that's what the game I need to say. have something for the player to do. See, and I feel like Weebler Park really. Wilbler. Wilbler Park. Help me with this. But, I mean, but it's not the only example. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you have a straight. No, Funhouse is a great example. Yeah, but see, sometimes you have a linear world because it is. It reminded me as soon as we went in this Wilbur Park yeah. because there's like squares of area with the, stuff the in wall, it that you the can wall walk height through. is really yeah. similar. It's, it's really similar. You feel like there's a really similar yeah, path. You're, you're, the, okay, I guess we haven't described this game at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> when you open the game, you you're basically in a Decherico painting. It's a Unity game. It's got like a a, a Unity first person 3D environment. Um, with Decherico colors or Cherico? Chatico? Uh Carico. Carico. Uh it's got If de- I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Decatical colors. Uh it's got there there's this there's this beautiful sky. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if the sky is a reference to a painting because right. I don't think I remember seeing stars in any of them paintings. But this, well, we didn't look at all of them. The 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 sky boxes is really pretty, regardless of whether or not it's authentically Chatical. Um, Catical. Thank you so much. I love it every time you correct me. I'm serious. I really Yeah, but do. I don't know that I'm right, so I get more and more nervous every time <laughs> I do it. <laughs> so, oh, spoiler alert. We've been drinking. Yeah, it's true. So, um, the, the, the sky is really gorgeous because it's kind of painterly. And you're walking around these... These kind of Grecian or Roman artifactual worlds. Lots of worlds. arches in in and and some stairs and some and some what doorways. What are those things called that you carve? Sculptures. Scul- yeah, there, there's some busts. Yeah. Um, and it's. I, I feel like I haven't really expressed 
that it's a 3D environment that you're wandering around. And and I don't know why, like, why it seems so different than other games. It seems so similar to Wilbur Park to me, though. It, that's because... Because you're in a box you're, it, that you garden. walk through straight. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's like a walled garden kind of feel. Yeah. Yeah? But, but what I see is them saying, I really like this environment, but I feel like the player needs to do something in it. Right. And I no longer believe that, even though sometimes it hurts and sometimes it helps. And in this case, they decided to make it a puzzle platformer. Mm-hmm. But in, in, in that first person, person puzzle, puzzle platformer. platformer. And the problem is there's a lot of stairs and jumping over. And if you fall through the through the environment into nothingness, you start over. We, we need to talk about the fact that this, this is a matter of challenge. Mm. It, Th- this and, is challenge. And, and to be clear, me and Clyde are not into puzzle platformers. So we're not into we're not into third person puzzle platformers. We're, we're not, not into two D puzzle. We're platformers. not into. So you know, maybe somebody else would see this and be like, "This is the greatest thing ever." But for me, as a person who doesn't appreciate or doesn't know how to appreciate puzzle platformers, not, not me. Not I, I'm, I'm with you here. Like I feel like t- it's a force. Seriously. Let, let's discuss, let's go ahead and discuss, this is a commercial game we're about to talk about. Let's go ahead and discuss the best first person puzzle platformer. Tomb Raider? Mirror's Edge. Oh, you think that's the best? Uh, Tomb Raider is not first person, it's third person. Even the last one? Yes. Really? Yes. I had Wait, no I idea. think so. You're right. I don't know about the last one, but you're Do right. Do we it see Laura? I feel like we, I feel like it's first person in the last one. You might be right. I think I'm right. Okay. I still think Mirror's Edge is like the best first person platformer. It's pretty good. There is no, like, we haven't done VR yet. Assassin's Creed? It's third person. Oh. We haven't done VR yet. But as far as games on the screen, if it's in first person, I have no understanding of where, where my I body am. is yeah right how do you know i got nothing so I don't when know. i'm so when i'm jumping from one place to another i don't know where my feet are i if i'm jumping in real life from one per- place to another if i'm going across a log i'm looking at my fucking feet i need to know where my feet are okay how do you know where you are if you can okay. see your feet now now what we're talking about with this the chatical character like character 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 Okay, Ketico game. When we're talking about this, we were okay. I understand the desire to turn this into a first-person platformer because Why? oh, because because the environment. Oh, yes, because I want to experience this. I I can do, like imagine this game in third person, right? Not as good. Who's that character? Who is the character? Like the 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 I the, the, the girl paintings. With the freaking wheel no, or whatever. No, no, I strongly <laughs> disagree with that. If you play as the girl with the wheel, that painting's ruined. Well, I feel that- like this artwork is ruined because I'm not looking at the art when some puzzle platforming. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to jump through all these structures. Okay, that's completely fair totally ruined the game to have that system in it like at first i was like having a goal ruin this game but then i realized that's not true because there are games like this when you say ruined i mean it sounds pretty cruel i wanted okay i'm sorry i apologize but uh (laughs) i i I mean are do you regret playing it 
Uh, no, no. Okay, I'm not going to say ruin this game, but it took away my focus of the environment. Right. Which I appreciated about the game. You know what I really enjoyed when I played this game? No. <laughs> yeah, I didn't tell you this because I was waiting for you to play it. Okay, so when I was in that first level, um, I was like, I'm going to I'm gonna jump off this over this wall. Like, this is a low wall. I'm going to jump over I this wall. I can do this. I'm going to take a and screenshot. You can jump onto the shrubberies, right? Those spherical shrubberies. You can jump onto them. And you're so close to being able to jump over the wall. So I find this spot that I can jump onto a shrubbery and then jump onto an angled buttress. Okay. And I can't do it every time. But every once in a while, I'll end up on the other side of that wall, right? Mm -hmm. And you end up on this, you end up on a floating platform instead of a wall, right? Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it's a floating platform that's, there's a little bit of an eave you're standing on of the floor. Okay. Does that make sense? Outside of that wall. Yeah, yeah. So I walk around it thinking, okay, maybe there's something out here. There's nothing out there. But I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to jump off. I'm going to take a screenshot i'm going to send it to bottomless pits everybody's gonna win everyone's gonna win especially me i'm gonna be the person that took the screenshot Fuck. of bomb yeah. for bottomless pits i mean it was my stuff. first thought but i thought i can't jump off this quite yet i got a long way to I, go okay but but bef- but it was really hard to get on that other side of the wall so i'm like looking around as much as possible to see if i find anything that the author might have put in i walk i kind of like um what do you call it uh i walk put my face into a wall so that the normals are gone Mm -hmm. meaning that i can it becomes transparent and at that point it becomes a catechol painting the the particular care you said it right see i learned see (laughs) netsians they'll never i'm not gonna explain that So I put my face through the wall and it's a Jadeketico j- painting. Good job. Like uh, the way it's framed, the way the elements are there. It's like once I step outside of what the author has has provided for me as far as available, pers- available perspectives. Uh, okay, I really do want to talk about I'm sorry that I'm talking so much about this. But when you're inside of that wall in the okay. first level. Um, it's like the author looked at the Decatico paintings and said, I'm going to re I'm going to model these uh elements and I'm going to arrange them um as a puzzle platformer, right? Right. And that's how it feels when you walk into that world. You're like, Okay, these these items are familiar. Uh uh these 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 are the elements um put into put into a three D world. But it wasn't until I actually jumped out of the wall and stared through the through the normals that disappeared that I felt that I was looking at a decadico composition. Really? Correct. Why? I don't know. I I think it might have just been happenstance. What was the difference? I I don't know if it I don't know if it was me putting that extra effort into removing the intention Mm. of the game's author. Or if it, or if it was just happened to be something that was actually familiar compositionally, but once I looked at that from that angle, um, 
it 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 appeared like one to one of the paintings to me not, not like one of the not like a specific painting mm-hmm. but it appeared like i was like okay this looks like something if if i saw this i would think decadico did it really yes then i jumped off and <laughs> you were like i'm ready to die now <laughs> so uh but i it think it doesn't matter because you started the beginning i and this is something that I'd, I had forgotten that I wanted to talk about, but I want to talk about. Um, Bring it. There's this... Okay, so there, there's this icono, iconography of the Decadigo work. Uh, the arches, the, 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 the sequence of arches, the statues, the busts, the, the unpainted busts, um, uh, the shadows... All of those elements are really iconic and really interesting and, and, and intriguing in a way for me. In, in, the, in the, the color palette also. When they're arranged um, for the purpose of leading a player, like when they're putting in, when, the, when they're put into spatial 3D game language, uh, it's like they're, 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 they're reappropriated in an interesting way that makes me kind of compare the the difference between using those aspects in a in a two-dimensional painting and using those aspects in a three-dimensional game world. Okay. So how do they compare? Sorry um, if I'm distracting what you're trying to No, say. you're doing a great job. Uh initially I become very excited about uh being able to explore those those elements in a three-dimensional see that's world. what happened to me before i found out about the puzzle platforming aspect for me it's, it's beyond even the puzzle platforming aspect uh beyond meaning um it it i i i, I started becoming disappointed uh before before i had to actually make jumps um i i was the the door mechanic is exciting for me like so in this game uh there's a way to open doors and that the fir- you walk through the first door is a closed door at the end of a uh infinite or not an infinite but a stairway to nowhere that goes to a door that's suspended up in the sky um and that's a that's an iconic image in, in itself right and i appreciated that and i appreciated that first puzzle uh i didn't even know it was a puzzle um so i really liked that but as I was moving to discover that, uh, a lot of the a lot of the magic of of the the icon iconography kind of disappears once you start moving around that space. Hmm. I think why? I I don't know. I do, I don't understand because enough. I felt like I wanted to explore it. I just wanted it to be a world of that art that was. I could walk in a straight line through different rooms mm-hmm. and find different pieces of art in that style but, that I could look at. So, okay. So imagine, okay, go into the game in your mind. Go visualize. Okay. Go into that game. <laughs> go into that game and imagine that you've spent, you know, 30 seconds in there, but you haven't like gone up that door to up the stairway right. to the door. Right, okay. Right. Okay. Stop. Look at that screenshot. Right. Okay. Like, is that a, the Carico painting. No, but it's a it's a Decarico environment. Okay, but what's the what's the difference? Well, f- well, for one thing, I feel like 
I have control over what I'm looking at. You're not looking... It's, okay, that, it's that, not that's a really good point. Yeah, you're not representing one idea through one painting. You're representing... The or one perspective. Or even. one perspective. Yeah, you're representing the feeling of the style. Mm -hmm. And the style is like this architecture and these colors and this kind of... You're just kind of lounging in. I mean, it's not like... If I say we're in a vaporwave world, you're thinking of people drinking Pepsi or something. It's right. It's the entirety of the style. It, it's the pacing largely. What does that mean? The well, I guess I got a little bit distracting by the the vaporwave analogy. But let's go ahead with that. If I'm in a vaporwave world, yeah. Like if no I'm in a, if if I'm in a well, no. Okay, I'm, okay. I'm we thinking like Saint this. Pepsi, right? Okay, okay. If I'm in a Saint Pepsi world. As I'm moving through it, it's got a there's an implied pace. I'm not I'm not going to like just end up on a beach drinking a Pepsi. Right. I'm, I'm not going to drink that entire soda, right? It it's all about the cuts. It's all about the it's all oh, about Oh, the blending of the the cuts. Yeah, you 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 don't you don't have you don't have long enough to fully consume something. You don't have long enough to become satisfied. Mm. It, it's all that that Coca-Cola Zizek, like, need to consume more. That, yeah. That 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 push forward, right? Okay. So, um, with uh, with going back to Surrealista, the Decatico game. It's not that. It's not that. I mean, it's possible that my difficulties with it might be solved with through through pacing by like by moving me without me voluntarily having to press the controller stick forward uh but there's there's a pacing problem there's a perspective problem i i i start realizing that a very essential element of the decartico paintings are the compositions of them i see well yeah these paintings aren't very dynamic it's like they're they're just like I'm a building with a person in it with a with a wheel in their hand, like they they're not anything really happening in any of the paintings in order but, for anything to happen in a world of the paintings. And I didn't realize that until I played this game. And I need to say uh, I I like this game. I like surrealist. I I don't want to at all make it sound like this game is a failure because this game is a massive success. To yeah, me. especially when you play other art games. Well, well, for me, what it is is it's like the, at the end of the game, after you puzzle platform four levels of the demo, which is assumably a demo of what will become a larger game, uh, they say, you know, this is a, I can't remember the specific word, but this is a um, something for uh, Giorgio Di Carico. Like it's it's a... Uh, uh, um, homage? Homage. Yeah, that type of, I can't remember the exact word, but it's that type of thing. Uh, and it is that, and right, the reason, right, and, right. and the reason it is that for me personally is because it shows me that what the art is really happening in the art. Right. What what I appreciate about Decatico is not in Surrealista, like I, I. It's really static art. Yeah, and it, and and it's it's leveraging that staticism, and I think that's awesome. Like. I don't necessarily think that the author of this game intended to become a martyr <laughs> for Decatico, uh, and to show 
what is special about their use of of 2d static images but that is the result of what happened um another one? wow you got another mouse einstein i mean that was like half an hour ago or <laughs> but see the thing for me is i i like the environments i feel like their art is environmental they created they saw a bunch of environments in an art of art decided to make them into a 3d world because what else do you do with 3d right art? i mean it's a natural yeah fit. but like, then like i want that fucking asset set if they put that oh i need to check anyway if they put that asset on the store if they if they said hey all these statues and all these walls and all these colors are on the store i would be like i'm gonna experiment like fuck out of this whatever so but the problem is is that that they didn't know what to do with it once they built it, in my opinion. And, and maybe that in. was their dream. Maybe I don't know what to do with it once it's built. But that's not what I would... Can, can you think of a um, verb for the player, a, a thing for the Is player? a bird? That's <laughs> a bird. Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> totally a bird. <laughs> how, does, how does Einstein catch a bird at know. night? Does she <laughs> climb a tree? And she the hips i don't even know how she moves okay, that fast. um so what would you say would be something for the player to do that would emphasize that would leverage well that's the problem the chair, that the art is does? all environment so i don't know see i don't i don't agree i think that art's mystery what like wh- when i look at a decadico painting i'm like i feel like i feel like there's a there's a there's a a dangerous even mystery like there's a there's a there's a implied mm. action that you're not sure what it is Mm, it's not an implied action it's an implied circumstance it's an implied uh it's I, i don't feel like those buildings are in ruined i feel like those buildings are in dis uh a temporary disuse because of time of day and and the to me those there's nothing that depicts alienation through architecture like Decaretico to me. Like hmm. Decaretico is all about like you know we we have moved from you know um, a a, a, sh- a sharing childcare in villages into grand cities where uh, things are built that we no longer understand the purpose of, and that's like. It's interesting. Is is that alienation? I think of it as like the structures are so basic. There's like arches and statues. I just feel like they're like here. I mean, I'm not saying they're basic in a negative way, but I don't see the mystery to it. It's more like Mm. classic structures. Yeah. But everything in the picture is composed in a weird way. But where does the individual fit into that classic structure? See, I just can't tell. And and I've been trying to compare it to, like, an environment that I would build, like a mooka painting. We are the girl with the wheel. Yeah, but I, not... I mean, but think no, about this for so... no, no seriously. <laughs> seriously, think about this for a second. The girl with the wheel. Think about this for a second. Did care to go fucking drew those arches right right drew those fucking uh, uh smokestacks behind a hessian wall and said 
this isn't enough. I need to put an actor in this. I need to put a protagonist in this. But they're like not doing shit. And they put a shat the shadow, the shadow of a girl with 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 a toy hoop wheel with it with a wheel and rod, right? Implying them as a protagonist. Like it's really fascinating to me that the Kertiko was actually facing a similar problem as the designer of this game. What do I do with this environment? What, yeah, yeah, I have this How environment, I have but I need to create a sense of agency. I need to dynamicism. Word. But see, if I had a Mocha, if I had a Mocha game, the last thing I would want to do is distract from it with interaction that was arbitrary. So what? You just watch? Fuck yeah! You just walk ladies? through and be like, yeah, everything here is awesome. <laughs> I'm just going to walk through. I mean, it would totally be like Wilbur Park, but with, like, the best art ever of Mooka. Like, you, that game proved to me that you can walk through an environment and it'd be awesome just walking through it. Without any challenge or Without any objective. Without any challenge. And I feel like that's underrated. Like, this game could have <laughs> been... Chris... <laughs> I just Today, to... Chrissy has officially done a 180 from, like, why does anyone play these games to why does anyone put an objective in them? I mean, it's like, if there's a start and a finish, I need there to be a beginning and an end still. But if you're walking through an environment and you make an arbitrary thing for people to do, they're not going to be paying attention to the environment. Right. They're going to be, be changing trying... to that arbitrary thing. That's they're... the focus. Right. Right, right. If, if they're going to be building if, a formula of the right. thing they need to accomplish. If you put an objective in, if you put an objective in just so that there is an objective and you think to yourself, well, you know, it doesn't really have to be anything that really expresses much. Right. They just need an objective. You're going to manage to distract everyone from the reason you made the game in the first place. Right. Because the objective trumps the Everything. players. And people will start to... What is it we were talking about with the Netrunner game? It's like you start to... Uh, 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 um, ob, ob. Yeah, ob, it starts with a no. Ob. <laughs> ob. Anyway. Come on. Come on. We can I know, do this. I know. Let's do this. It'll be fun. Like ob. Day. It's not ob. It starts with an O, but... Ob. It's not... You're messing it up by saying ob. It's not obsolete. Ob. Optimize. You optimize. Anytime there's an objective, there's optimization. And the optimization trumps everything else. It takes over your brain. It, it takes, takes over, it over your mind. It, it, it gives you purpose. Right. It's, so so mm. if you want to explore an environment, you cannot have that and have the environment at the same time. Or at least we're not aware of how to. I don't know. Anyway. I want to make my announcement before you end the podcast. Okay, please do. Wizard Jim on the Idle Forums is happening right now. It's pretty exciting. Pretty um, exciting. One, one, okay, two things are exciting for me about Number it. Number one. Uh, okay, okay, so on, they, they've created a sub forum uh, because it's, uh, well. To, Wait, what is the Wizard Jam? Did you tell everybody yet? Um... The Idle Forums is kind of like this uh, forum community that surrounds um, the Idle Thumbs podcast, which is a, a goofy but at the same time um, heavily critical in there. Okay. I started listening to Idle Thumbs because when I started listening to them, I started I, – I quickly realized – that they were managing to talk about games in a critical fashion that resonated with me. Okay. okay. 
Um, but what I discovered was that there is a forum community, which Clyde loves to talk in. Right. What was was established was established with an adventure games emphasis. Adventure. Like point and click adventure games. Really? Emphasis. You yes. Don't I know. I can't of... stand you adventure hate games. I know. I know. It's weird, right? So, but but a but a a a, a sizable amount of time has been spent establishing this community and and that's what has become valuable okay and, okay so meanwhile uh so on these forums i i spend a lot of times on these forums because uh you can talk about games in in a a much deeper way than i've been able to find discussion about games elsewhere um and uh we're having a wizard jam right with the wizard jam right now which is kind of like um um wizard is a uh, inside joke uh because of the podcast oh uh so i've never listened to the podcast. so the the theme of the jam is um actually making games based off of the titles of the podcasts okay but that's not the important part as far as i'm concerned the important part is that there there is an emphasis and there's a welcoming aspect where uh, people are trying to really encourage new game makers, and not just game makers, but new people who want to, uh, 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 what's the word? Um, I don't com, com, pro provide their services mm -hmm. uh, uh, into the jam. Like so, like if you're a sound designer, or not if you're a sound designer, but if you like. If you're sound, an artist, right? If you if you're a visual artist, if if you've always wanted to make a game and but you didn't know, you know how how that's even done. It's trying to be accessible. Yeah, it's trying. It's really trying to encourage new people to to under to to just get a foothold in game making, so that they can kind of like have a a, a start. Um, okay. And uh, we're. We're really excited about about welcoming people into game making in this in this jam, and it's two weeks long, so pretty much two weeks after you hear this, because we'll probably upload this tonight or tomorrow. Right. And um, uh, yeah, that's the announcement. It, uh, or at uh, uh, oh, I guess what I wanted to say is, people are starting to make devlogs for like the the um games that they're making, and there aren't very many teams. I think we're the only actual team of people it's driving Clyde crazy yeah yeah there aren't very many people that are actually teaming up it seems like everyone's kind of got their make. own yeah i do want to match make but i'm not doing it Good uh, job. um it seems like everyone kind of wants to do their own idea rather than team up uh which is cool well yeah so but what i find interesting about it is that a lot of people are coming out of the woodwork that you know, I I interact with on the forums, but I didn't real I don't realize that they have game development experience, mm. and it's really cool seeing what engine they use and seeing you know like what their approach is. And then on the other side of it, there's these people that haven't ever made a game, and they're saying, okay, well this is going to be the impetus for me to make my first game, and that's super exciting. So I just want to uh, I just want to say that the Wizard Jam is really exciting, and even if let's I mean, come on. Even if you listen to this podcast three weeks after we put it out, if you come on the idle forums and you're like, I want to make my first game, there's probably going to be people 
that are like, okay, well, I'll help you with that. What do you need to know? Yeah, but the reason you're doing... So the purpose of this announcement is so people will want to participate? Correct. Okay. I'm you, excited. You, you yourself have decided to participate yeah, I just know. today. Today I was talking about, oh my God, I'm doing too many things. And then Clyde was like, I need somebody to do music yeah. for my me, game. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll do that. Uh, me and the visual artist Symbiotic have uh, teamed up for um, for a game. And we put a call out for a sound designer. And I was telling Chrissy, yeah, we put we put a call out for a sound designer. We need a sound designer. And Chrissy's like, what does a sound designer do? And I'm like, oh, they will create, they'll be in charge of uh, giving us music and sound effects for the game. And Chrissy's like, can I do that? And I was like, if you get on the forums and post that you're going to do it before anyone else does. I'm excited about it because I have so many opinions recently about sound and games and how it's affecting the games that I want to see if I can participate in in my opinion of it. Like, <laughs> right. I want to see how easy it is. I want to see how much I can manipulate the sound to mean something in a game uh, because I have so much opinion about it. And, and we're I excited know, to have you on the team. Oh, and I know it's going to be uh, a failed... I feel like it's going to be a failed experience because experiment because it's my first time and I'm not really going to know how to do it. But it's going to give me a sense of how it is, how sound is represented in games since I have so much opinion about it right now. Right? What are you uh, no, I, I don't agree at all. I think that it's going to be a massive success, uh, largely because of your inexperience. You're going to, you're going to, approach, you always think that you're going to approach it without, without, uh, knowing, being aware of previous failures. And so you're going to try things that other people are not. No, I feel like I'm gonna try to do something and I don't know anything about cutting. Leave anyway. us out. Okay, so anyway, I hope everybody has a good couple of weeks and plays lots of fun games.